Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 151 of the 167 podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church, and as always, I'm with your media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? I don't know what that... That's me underwater, but I wasn't flooding, so I don't know why I did that. I thought you were like, I'm going crazy. I mean, no. So look, there was this thing that came along called... Hurricane Adelia. Depends who you ask. Idalia. No, that sounds like the white Dahlia. <laughs> so I just say Adelia. Okay, here's Adalia. the deal. You pronounce it Idalia, but most of us here want to say Idalia because it's like Vidalia, but you drop the V. Yeah. And I think whoever gets the brunt of the storm should be able to pronounce the storm the way they want to. Yes. Right? So because we live here, so we have in Texas, it's Houston. But in, in Georgia, Houston. it's Houston, right? Yeah. yeah, that was a weird one. Still is. Um, in most everywhere places, it's salmon, but here salmon. it's salmon. Um, if you're not from Valdosta... Salmon patties. <laughs> salmon patties. If you're not from Valdosta, people want to pronounce it like Valdosta, and yep. it's, we know it's Valdosta. Or when I first moved here, it was Hira, I, or Adele, but it was no, Hira and Adele. Hey, Hira. Hey, Hira. So some say Idalia, but here we say Idalia. Yep. And then there's Cairo. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. So this this uh, storm, um, Idalia, Idalia, Idalia. Tomato, tomato. It was a storm, and it sucked. <laughs> it did. <laughs> Sorry if your kids don't like that word, or you don't like that word for your kids. Um, yeah. So. What's tell me your what'd you guys go through? Um, you know, so we were very, very blessed and fortunate to that um we had a bunch of limbs and pine straw everywhere. Mm-hmm. We were the only um house in our cul-de-sac that didn't have a tree down. Wow. Do you have pine trees in your yard? Yeah. Wow. Um our entire like so our neighborhood looks like a normal neighborhood until you get to our street. Mm-hmm. And then all and as you drive down our street, the lots get bigger and the um mm-hmm. and the houses are more spread out and there's a lot more woods. Mm-hmm. So honestly, our street doesn't look like the rest of our neighborhood. It's like we're basically surrounded by um yeah, pine it is. trees. Yeah. So which is pretty, but yes, not it's <laughs> freaky. <laughs> When they're all swaying one yes. way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um uh we lost power at like nine o'clock on Wednesday morning. Okay. And yeah. at that point the weather wasn't too terrible yet. Mm-hmm. But it was getting the girls to understand why things didn't work. <laughs> because power doesn't go out very often around no. here. No. And, and our kids are electronically dependent. Yes. And since I've lived in Valdosta, I've always I've lived in... Uh, Valdosta, you mean? Yes. <laughs> I've lived in neighborhoods that have um, the power lines buried. 
Mm. Yeah. As opposed to living in Douglas, it's all like hunk, mm-hmm. like everything. Mm-hmm. You, like you see the line go off of the house straight into the meter, like mm-hmm. off the pole straight into the meter. That's how ours is, yeah. Yeah. So um, they hadn't experienced a lot of power outages. So they were they didn't understand why um, their iPads didn't have internet, <laughs> but they were still working. And then they uh. quick and then that quickly faded and. <laughs> <laughs> and it just went into anarchy with them. <laughs> oh man! But um, now, did you guys get have a storm room? Did you have like a place? No, you when you have an open to... floor plan, yeah, that's you hard. don't have those. It's the pantry. Yeah, <laughs> it's the laundry <laughs> like when, room. <laughs> when you when you start thinking about, hey, where should we go? It's like right before the storm starts, and you uh-huh. go, there is nowhere. Yeah, yeah, Be- because like all the rooms are. Ex- mm-hmm. external walls mm-hmm. and then but even like the bathroom and stuff has an external wall mm-hmm. so there's really there was we didn't have anywhere to go <laughs> and then like i i like to watch weather so i would go outside <clears throat> and then you know it's bad when you so can th- smell. when you say watch weather you don't mean like watch weather on tv you mean watch the weather outside like, yeah like our okay. door was open most yeah. of the time yeah just to just watch it mm-hmm. um but the when same you, way yeah but when you open the screen door and you can, or the glass door, or whatever you have, and you can smell the pine. Mm-hmm. You know it's bad. <laughs> and then at one again, it smells nice. Yeah. but it's scary. And then at one point, you just kind. We were just kind of sitting in the middle of the living room, going, and then you'd hear a snap, and you go, "Man, I hope that's not about to fall on us." Mm-hmm. Yep. And because you have no idea, really, mm-hmm. it's the wind is so bad. Like you could, like I was here. Yeah, just tree snapping all around, and I had no idea mm-hmm. if there was one about to hit our house, and and that was probably about as bad and freaky as it got at our house. Yeah, we were very similar, but we're in city central. I mean, we're right by the university, mm-hmm. and um, I'm so thankful that those the the people we bought the house from they renovated it, and they took out so many pine trees. And I'm so thankful. Yes, thank you, Blakely's. <laughs> they they said they took out eleven pine trees. Well, yes, you, and so very thankful about that. But there were still some around us, and just you know trees and whatnot. And so we, you know, the storm started picking up, and we would hear things, and then we would hear something like hit the roof. But you, you don't ever know. Like, was no. that just a pine cone, or was yeah. it a? And um, we did hear some stuff, but nothing bad. And Drew and I were like, okay, I think our master closet would be the. The state, the place to go, but we didn't have it like set up. But I mean, if Mallory was had been more freaked out about it, um, you know, or younger, we probably would have had something set up. But we we're like, that's where we go if it's yeah. crazy. Um, but it, you know, same thing. Our power went out around ten. It stayed on for a good bit. Um, it went out around ten a.m. It's been a week, so we're recording one week post storm. Yep. Um, and around. Probably this time a week ago, we were outside looking. You know, as soon as it passed, we were outside, and some of the neighbors started to come out and um, just kind of make sure everything was everyone was okay and didn't yeah. have any mm-hmm. problems. Um, and so just kind of looking, and that's one of those times when you talk to so many neighbors that you don't normally. Yeah, talk you to. feel bad. I mean, I think everyone's kind of everyone's just it's yeah, but so you you're talking to neighbors and everyone's checking and. And all that. We did have a tree come down onto our carport and onto the neighbor's um, carport and then onto their house. It, not from our yard. It was from another yard. So, How's Andy's elevator? Um, it's, it's safe. It's, 
It's not installed yet, but it's safe. I know, but it was under the well, carport. This is a, the other. This was not the main carport. This uh, was a carport in the back. Gotcha. For the back apartment that Andy lives in. So, um, yeah. So <clears throat> we didn't have any major damage, but um, and I and I've heard from a lot. I mean, but I will tell you this, and I know it's probably not like I'm just I'm a storm watcher too, and mm-hmm. I'm a let's go. So like really that afternoon. Oh yeah, we did the same thing. We were in our me and Drew and Mallory and Andy got in my car and rode around. We tried to get to the Holtz because they had many trees down. We yes. could not get to them, um, but we also had AC then and we could charge our devices. So we were driving around. We realized we couldn't uh, get to the church. I mean, it was everyone has the stories, but it was if you were in the city area. I don't know how it was in the county. I mean, I know it was similar, but mm-hmm. you just couldn't. I mean, it took forever to try to get places and you weren't really needing to but yeah um but we did check on um a few people we uh we because we heard from the holtz and we knew that their area um, they have so many trees um that kind of jerry jones gornto mm-hmm. um, area and so um we checked on a few different people um that we knew we could maybe get to yeah and um and then we just started picking up i mean we started picking up our yard and and everything and helped some neighbors and mm-hmm all that, but um, I was reading today. I wanted to find out a little bit, you know, just some of the details. And um, you know, when you look at a hurricane, so there's the um, the center of it, the diameter of it, um, and that has like the hurricane force winds. And that diameter for um, Idalia was about mm-hmm. almost 40 miles, about 37.4 miles, That the center of it, where mm-hmm. it was hurricane force. And then the diameter that goes out from there that kind of ends up being more tropical stormish was actually 218 miles across. That's huge. So it's a big storm. It wasn't as big as like Katrina or Ivan, you know, some yeah, of the yeah. past ones, but it was still significant, and it was the most significant to cross over Lowndes County um, Lowndes and, and a little bit of Eccles. I mean, in but, like a hundred years or something. Yeah. So a lot of people west of Tallahassee thought they were going to get just hammered, and they really didn't. Nah. They, they got rain. Yeah. Um, and um, some of the other stuff uh, as of this was from yesterday's Lima press release. Lowndes Emergency Management. Um, Georgia Power had like eighty three customers left without power, which is phenomenal because mm-hmm. we've all seen the power trucks everywhere. Yep. Um, but if you're a Colquitt EMC customer you might be a little less happy but it's a smaller operation but they had about 1600 customers out as of yesterday afternoon um i'm sure that's decreased since then i would hope i'm sure um are you guys on georgia yeah so when did you get your power back thursday so the day after the storm Mm -hmm. gee wow okay there's a lot of people that don't have that story i was i was seeing post last night from people who are saying we finally got it but they also lived like out yeah um we think we're in like the perfect situation for them to get it up quick because most we might, people on the grid well no area. uh the base is really close to us gotcha yep. and the sewage plant is really close to us so they needed so like they made i don't know this is priority just, right this is just joshua harrell's thinking okay it's like we need to make Theory. sure that that stuff is working, <laughs> and they got they got it up mm-hmm. quick. Like, that was good. As 
like I think that was like one of the first places that they started doing power. Wow, that's that's phenomenal. Um, because there's, I'm sure we have some people listening that are like, oh, <laughs> I didn't get it till yesterday. Yeah. So, um, we uh, we we tried the first night staying in the house, but it was it was pretty uncomfortable. By the time morning came, I got about yeah. maybe three hours of sleep. Um, and then I just realized how, how, um, weak we've all become because of our air conditioning. <laughs> well, we and, ha- and houses are not built. No, they're not. To not, like they're built to be airtight now. Yeah. As opposed to they used to be built for airflow. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So Mallory and I went to Thomasville actually and stayed with some friends of ours for the day and like Thursday and then Thursday night and mm-hmm. Friday and then thankfully, I mean, and this was just, we pulled into our driveway and we were prepared to go and stay at someone else's house in Valdosta who had power. Um, and Drew, and like, I pulled in the driveway and Drew said, the power came on five minutes ago. So I was like, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay, that's great. So, um, and then we just continued doing cleanup and yeah, and everything. Um, do we want to talk about price gouging a little bit? Because I mean, been it's rampant. On. It's weird. I like this is the sad. This is a sad thing. Okay. First of all, uh, so I went and stayed with our friends, the crooks, and which sounds I'm talking about price gouging. Not not. This is not related. They are not crooks. Not related. Their last name is their that. last name. And so we were over there, and and Andrew's crooks parents were there too, and um, and we were just sitting around talking because their power was out, and and his mom's like, yeah, now. Now that the storm's gone, we got to watch out for the vultures. And I was like, "Yeah, I guess there will be a lot of you know dead stuff or dead people." And she goes, "No, no, 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 the human vultures." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, you're right." Yep. <laughs> um, I didn't. I was slow on the uptake when she said that, but then I thought, "Oh man," and it's sad. And I was reading one of the Lima um, posts, you know, that they put out notices about what's going on, and they like after um, these kinds of natural disasters or even you know. Yeah. man-made disaster, whatever, disaster, um, they send in, so Georgia sent in their, like, commission on, like, fraud, and they have, a like, a, a mobile station set up here for you to report any people that are that are unscrupulous. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and here's an example, and I'm certainly not going to say name, but, and I don't know. Well, they'll, they'll tell you that your insurance will pay for it. Yeah, and that's what, and that's the other thing, um, I haven't heard anything this morning. I was just reading. Um, so Governor Kemp did what you do after disaster, and he asked um, the president for a an order stating that this is a natural disaster yep. area. And then once that is approved, um, then federal funding can come in, and FEMA can really do a lot more. Um, that has not been approved yet, and and some are saying they don't know if it will be. Yeah. So, um, so that's – but. That's what people will do is they'll say, "Oh, we'll do the work. You go ahead and pay us, and then once it's declared natural, you know, national thing, um, you just submit your receipt and you know go." Well, that could leave a lot of people with. So here's an example of. Um, so we had someone come out. We had it here on campus at the church. We had uh, our big, I believe it's a cypress tree. Mm-hmm. It's not down, but the top of it's like broken off. Yep. And we really want to save the tree. It's a great shade area. Yeah, what will Ben climb? I know, right? What will those eighth grade, now ninth grade boys climb that they can't? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Mallory took a picture of it early on and sent it to one of the freshman boys. And they were like, oh, no. <laughs> Um, 
But anyway, um, so we had someone come out um, that someone said, hey, you know, my church needs it. So we went, their initial quote was $4,500. Now, what they didn't know in the meantime is I had had someone else do a quote. All right, mm-hmm. so I got a $4,500 quote, and I'm holding this other one, which is significantly less. Yeah. So they come out, or excuse me, first they said four just over the phone. And then they came and looked and they said, oh, yeah, 4500 And I said, um, no, I've got another quote and it's much less than that. I didn't say what it was because, you know. Yeah, yeah. And they, they called back. And this was through a third-party person that was with, you know, with their church. They called back and said, okay, the, they said 3500 And I said, I have a quote for 2500 I'm not going to, no, no, thank you. And I, and the person who's on the phone goes, she says she has a quote for 3500 <laughs> Like that. <laughs> so I just said, you know, tell them thank you, but no, thank you. We're done. And then I get a text back saying, okay, they'll do it for 2200 Oh. So, yeah. And so I said, well, we'll just leave the, you saw the, the, yeah. Um, estimate that they put in the door. I didn't so, know that story. Yeah, it. that's the story. So that tells you, I mean, that is a 50% drop in price. Now, I understand a lot of people come in, they have their travel expenses, their fuel, food, lodging. I get it. Yeah, because um, this, some of them, this is how they make their money is I chasing mean, storm damage. I know, but... If you live in in this part of the country, there's always going to be tree work. I mean, that's just. The but they're way not it. from this. Part. I know. Well, that's the thing. So, <laughs> so that stinks. Um, we didn't, and we didn't even say yes to the twenty two hundred. We end up saying we we have the equipment, and we're going to have the people. So we're having a work day Saturday yep. at eight a.m. So, so if you're not busy, come on out. And I really think, I mean, there'll be uh you know ten or twelve people that are going to be just on. The trees, trees and chopping them up, but most of us people like me will be picking up limbs, and I'll bring my blower. And you know, if you have a blower, a rake, you know, work gloves, come on down. You know, we need to replace a volleyball net, which I, you know, like which that kind of we've stuff. needed to replace. I mean, you know, so we, just that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah. So anyway, um, let's talk. So those are some of the details. Oh, this is the other thing about speaking of vultures. So um, Kristen said she took some, or she took some of her mom's, or whatever. She took some trash to the uh, dump site, or whatever the district, the place, not distribution, but where you can take stuff. Where do we deep south, whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said there was a, it might be more than one, but like a giant container that you dump your stuff in, full of rotting food. Yeah. Ooh, and I was like, oh, speaking of vultures, that's. Horribly disgusting, but you know. I mean, if you're hungry, that'd be a good place to go. But most people in Valdosta Lounge lost all their fridge, and uh, yeah, freezer, and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, I just say this: um, don't, don't um, eat any meat that my father-in-law might offer in the next year. So he's disqualified from the chili cook-off. <laughs> he is disqualified. He can be a judge as he was last year. <laughs> No cooking, Andy. Because <laughs> um, we're like we're gonna we're gonna clean that thing out. So um, <laughs> thanks. I mean, we really did. We went basically just like forty eight hours. So mm-hmm. that was kind of yeah. good. But ooh, a dumpster full of rotting food. Oh, that man. just sounds delicious. Like I was talking to one of one of our friends, and it was like just the amount of money that you throw you're throwing out from mm-hmm. tossing food. 
Oh. It's devastating. Like, it's devastating to some people. Mm -hmm. And I know when we talked to our insurance, um, they said if you had any, like, deep freeze meats Mm -hmm. or, you know, or food loss, you need to... Uh, account for that. That was my bracelet hitting the table. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, you need to account for that um, in your in your loss. Your oh, strong loss. yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. So if, if you can hit the deductible before. Yeah. Right. We'll see. Um, oh, speaking of, because we haven't, the house we bought was built in 1932. Uh, so in the midst of the storm and the blowing and the going, we hear our dog licking water. Not in his from his water bowl or the occasional toilet drinking that he does, <laughs> but in the stairwell. And we were like, hmm. That's and not good. And he's up there licking a puddle that's sitting on the stairwell. Mystery leak. We don't know where it came from. We just see water up here like on the baseboard. Oh, but you never found it. We have no idea where it comes from. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's great. And I'm like, well, it took a hurricane for that to happen. So that's good, but. You know, yeah. it's all these kind of That's weird, weird things. I know Kristen had like water gushing in through like a window. Yeah. Like, oh. That that was probably the most surprising thing I've heard is like a tree falls on your house, you're going to have water. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people talk about leaky windows. Yeah. Yeah. You and find I've never out really quick. thought about that. Yeah. These kinds of storms, they will they will let you know if there is a Any like a weak point. <laughs> For sure. Um, listen to what I don't quote Martin Luther a lot, but. Uh, I mean, we need to credit him for the the uh, Protestant Reformation. Yes. Um, he said this, and I love this. He said, God does not need your good works, but your neighbor does. Mm. Um, and that's so true. And listen, I mean, for, he was coming out of the, he was a Catholic priest. I mean, it was about your works. And so I love that mindset of, listen, don't stop doing good works, but don't do them so that God will love you more. You do it because you love your neighbor because God loves you. Yep. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit because mm-hmm. um, that's the that's the silver lining to what we've experienced in this past week. I hope and pray for everyone who's listening who has had any kind of damage, any kind of inconvenience, any of that. Um, I hope that you have experienced... Um, the love of your neighbor, and I hope you have shared love for your neighbor, you know, in that way. So, um, Josh, what have you seen or experienced um, or been able to offer uh, in regard to... Yeah, so so you a lot of what this hurricane did was knock down a lot of trees and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the big things that Joshua is allergic to mm-hmm. is trees. <laughs> Which is always convenient when we have these work days. Yeah, like I'm Josh not doing... Josh brings up his allergies. I'm going to bring a camera. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> um, but so I'm not like... I was able to get through our yard work mm-hmm. and have to go like take showers and then like the my entire back was like broken out and mm-hmm. everything. So I... It's a real thing. Yeah. I, I make light of it, but it's a real I wasn't thing. able to go help neighbors with yard work because it's just not something I can do. I end up being more of a hindrance than a help. Did you yell from your front porch, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers? I painted a sheet (laughs) and hung it from two trees. That's Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Yeah. But what we we did is we got power so early is that we just started making phone calls and text messages when the cell signal would work. Yep. That was an issue. And having people come o- come over and sit in the air conditioner for a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, 
Carrie cooked a great meal for them. They could oh, shower if they wanted nice. to. Like, yeah. we were able to help that way. Yeah. It was like, I'm not. No, that's a big way. Yeah. But it's, you know, I, I, some, sometimes I feel like it, we could have done more, but I just I physically can't do that kind of well, stuff. Well, and I think if everyone does what they can do, then, then people are helped. Yeah. It's when no one does anything or some people just don't do anything at all mm-hmm. when they could have. Yep. Um, that's the difference to me, in my opinion. Um, what else did you see or experience? Oh, I mean, wa- watching um, other neighbor, like, you'd see one set of neighbors go from one yard to the next mm-hmm. and just cleaning up yards. Yep. Um, you'd s- just watch- watching people on social media, you know, um, just people offering and doing what they can, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and how I'm, I'm assuming you like me and most others, you know, you had the text messages and the things of, are y'all good? Do you need anything? What can we do? Um, let me know, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So this is an interesting, um, story and I don't think you'll mind me saying this, but, um, our sound engineer, Dave, me and him live in the same neighborhood. He Mm -hmm. lives in the front and I live in the back. Yeah. Well, we'd been texting because he has a really large oak tree mm-hmm. in his front yard and he can sneeze outside and it drops a limb. So I'm like, Hey, how's that tree? Is it still there? All that. And then <laughs> some like at, and power has been out one or two hours at this point, mm-hmm. but we're still able to text and communicate and stuff like that. But then all of a sudden it goes dead. Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm trying to text him. He's trying to text me and it's just not going through <laughs> So after the storm passes, he says, well, I'm going to go check on Josh because I haven't heard from him. Mm-hmm. And he's tried calling and texting and all this kind of stuff. Well, he, dry, he tries to drive to my house. He has to cut through three trees <laughs> to get to my house to Literally, check on Literally? Yes. Like chainsawed through trees? To get, to get through. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, that that's just like one of the... Things is like you're he's not family, yeah, but he is, yeah, yeah, that's awesome, that's really cool, and that's the kind of thing I saw over and over again. Um, you know, my neighborhood, my specific little area, we had some trees down, but they were like so huge, like, no, none of us were like, we do not have the tools or the ability to take care of that, but the smaller stuff we could. Um, but we didn't have as much uh, as far as like road blocking and everything mm-hmm. um, on our streets right there. But to see so many people coming out, my phone when like you said when it worked, like people were checking in. What can we do? What can we do for you guys? I'm like, we're fine. I had we're part of the Foundry Network. Yeah. Our churches. Um, it's who we um, have aligned with once we left the denomination. Mm-hmm. Um, I had those pastors saying, what do you need? Do we need to send a team down? Um, and I, you know, they were like, we will come. Does your church need help? And uh, I said, well, you know, once I can assess our church, I'll let you know. Um, and it was, we were good in that yeah. regard. Um, we didn't have any facilities damage, you know, that kind of thing. No. So that was fantastic. Um, and then just to be able and um, go out, um, you know, the day or two after when people were much more able to get out and start working, we saw 
Um, we were you. You may have known this. this. So I'd get a text from like one person who's like, "Hey, we should feed the PD," and I get a text from another uh, ministry partner who was like, "We got to, you know, we we want to do something. We want to get food out to these people. We want to help do." And so I just kind of said, "Well, let's get in a text group," and then a small so our grill team mm-hmm. came on the campus and grilled hot dogs and hamburgers and all the stuff. And then we boxed them up and were able to take them out. We went to four different housing locations, very, very extremely low-income areas, uh, didn't have power or had just had it restored, um, no means. So we purposely went to those areas to just bring food and to let them know Mm -hmm. uh, that we were there for them. Um, Because if a... If some someone hadn't gone to them, they probably couldn't have gotten to the other things that people had set up. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them don't have transportation. Right. I mean, just you know, very impoverished. Yeah. So, um, to be able to do that was great. Um, you know, I was able to. Mally and I went to Jimmy John's and bought a bunch of sandwiches, and we handed out sandwiches That's on awesome. our street to the the guys um, doing, working on the power and. Just those kind of examples of um, selflessness I've seen throughout. Um, so many organizations are in town, like Samaritan's Purse was yep. here. Um, of course, Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's smaller organizations that you don't know of. I can't remember one was, someone told me one about like God's, some something, God's work team or something like that. That, uh, that, that crew yeah. God, yeah, they're at a bun they're at that uh Church of God. Really? Right there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Abundant Life around the corner. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're helping out up yeah. there. That's fantastic. Yeah, they have so. like four or five semis. Oh. And like so a bunch of tents. Say yeah. smaller, but it's they're... it's a large scale thing. I th- <coughs> I think it's <clears throat> probably that and you'll know what I'm saying. Like I an, think, like a I think it's their um core. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a part of the church of god yeah um, like one of their yeah. like organizations that's yeah. under their purview now let me share a pastoral um conundrum uh or weight that lands on me and maybe you as well as as staff it, you could you can tell me if this lands on you too josh when these kinds of moments occur I feel the burden of we've got to mobilize the church to respond. Oh, a thousand percent. And and you'll even have people say, well, what is the church doing? And now there's a part of me that wants to immediately go, you're the church. What are you doing? Like, And, and I mean that, but I also sometimes am kind of maybe defensive about it, and I shouldn't be. That's a, that's a problem I have. I have to work on that. Um, but it's true in that, in these kinds of times, I mean, we can't even get on campus. How can we mobilize? We have people that are in need, so they cannot mobilize. So, um, yeah, could we develop a, a response team or something like that? Sure. Um, and then I would say we kind of had a one kind of develop, but nothing formal about it. Yeah. Just kind of like we can do it. Um, but that was more around food. But, you know, the thing that I... And the reason I asked, like, what have you seen or what have you been able to do is the point I wanted to make because you and I just share a couple of stories. Everyone has these stories. Yeah. There's people who have done tremendous things. They've cut through trees, 
They've gone into neighborhoods and helped. They've fed people. They've closed people. They've housed people. They've let people come in and plug in all their stuff so they yep. can charge it up. Um, people have done this over and, and over and over again. They've blessed the linemen and all this. And I love that because that is the mobilization of the church. And, um, and so I, I admit this kind of struggle where is there more that we could have done? And honestly, my, my thought is the, the, the work in mobilizing people happens in every other day, every other message of the year, every other everything of us reminding people you are the church mm -hmm. so that when these moments happen, you mobilize and you mobilize in the name of Jesus. And if you want to throw our church name on there, fine, but that's not important. I mean, when we right. were handing out a couple hundred meals um, on, I don't even know Saturday. what day it was, Saturday. Um, Your birthday. Uh, yeah, yep, it was a good birthday. Um, in spite of, mm -hmm. I know for a lot of people it was inconvenient, but to be able to go and help others, it was a good birthday. Um, I told our crew when we went to uh, one of the housing areas, I said, it's not about us. You know, knock on the door and say you're from a local church and you have a hot meal. Would they like it? That's all you got to say. You don't have to tell them it's us or anything like that. Just it's not about that. And and you're still being the church. I mean, yep. if you want to say our name, great, but it's not about, about that. Now, we had a lot of people go, now, where are you? And I was like, oh, we're on the opposite end of town, but come on if you can. Mm -hmm. um, so... Yeah, it's it's not about marketing in no, times, in times like that at all. Not even, not a little bit. Um, so, I shared something. Uh, I don't know if I, you know. A lot of people probably maybe saw it, but I posted it on Sunday purposely at the time that we would have been starting our second service. So I yeah, I felt like I don't know about you, but at like nine o'clock and it was 10, weird. Like to I had not be at church. On almost Sunday. like a weight of guilt. For me, uh, yeah. but, but, and, and you have to go because you're talking about like, well, the pastoral the, burden. Yeah. And, and you mm -hmm. go, well, we need to mobilize the church. And it's like, mm -hmm. we couldn't even get to the church. Like I had to drive past barricades yeah. every couple days mm -hmm. to just check on the church. Yep. Yep. So, and yeah. there were power lines down. Yeah. It was like, yeah. people didn't need to be here. No. And uh -huh. there's not a, and there's not necessarily an open field where we could have done anything mm -mm. because of the storm. Yeah. You yeah. know, and Kara honestly had to just be like, Hey, it's relax. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same thing. I, I felt that for sure. Um, so I shared something on, on our social media on, on Sunday and, and it's about this idea of us mobilizing. So did the church mobilize after, during and after hurricane Idalia? Um, the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. um, and and I'm so thankful that, I mean, we're just sharing a couple of our examples, what I've seen and read that others have been able to do for many people. But I shared this, the time is now to place our focus, attention, prayer, purpose, and energy on our community, local and beyond. The time is now for us to match our passion for worship in the church with passion for God's people outside the church. Um, that, for me, see, I took something that I'd written about a year ago, and I just kind of tweaked it just a little bit for yeah. this particular post. Um, and to me, that was the one that reminded me. It kind of 
relieved the burden a little bit of, yeah, we love to be together in worship. We do. But let's match that same passion and desire for the people outside the church. And I've seen that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, the time is now as families, individuals, and friends to respond to community needs all around us. I've seen that. The time is now to be bold for Jesus in our words, but even more so in our actions. Um, that, that takes me back to the Martin Luther quote, is God doesn't need our good works, but our neighbor does. The time is now for us to direct increased resources to ministries and organizations making an impact for Christ in our community. Um, yes, we've been doing that. We want to continue to do that. Um, the time is now to see ourselves as community contributors and not consumers. Um, we find out very quickly where our... Um, desires are whenever things get taken away. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and then I just close it with the time is now to embrace and live into our mission statement, following Jesus for our community. And I've seen that and I have, um, I've experienced that. I've had people, you know, people reach out to me as I know they've reached out to you, like ministry partners, like, are Mm -hmm. you guys okay? Is there anything we can do for you? We're good, you know, thank you, keep, and I would, you know, try to, with the responses was, you know, love your neighbors, you know, love your neighbors. So um, that's what I wanted uh, for people to hear and to see and to understand. So um, that's kind of in a nutshell, <laughs> in a big nutshell, um, what I wanted to share with, with you guys today. Um, I hope that upon listening to this podcast that you are... Um, out of the, uh, you've got power and you don't have holes in your roofs, or if you do, they're getting fixed and they're patched right now, um, and that you have been able to love your neighbor mm. the way that, that God loves us. That's really my hope, and I know it's, I know it's true. I, I've seen it, and um, I just hope that we can carry the concern and the love we have forward into how we're doing ministry and caring for one another and looking out for each other. Yes. Um, I know that when we gather this Sunday, September 10th, um, we're supposed to have communion last week. Yep. Um, I said, hey, I want to do communion this week um, as we're together. Interestingly, um, not coincidentally, because I don't believe in coincidences, um, the message I had for last Sunday Um. I was looking at the schedule, you know, we're going through the book of Acts and had it all neatly, you know, just perfectly lined up to end the Sunday before Advent, you know, which leads us into Christmas. I think you said that Monday. Yeah. And um, (laughs) I was all conveniently tied up. And then, you know, it's like, we don't have the service. I thought, well, we'll just go on to the next message. And um, But I, I looked over that message and I was like, no, Paul is very inconvenienced and rerouted, and um, we're going to talk about that this Sunday. So I think it's a timely word for all of us um, to be reminded of how God works when our plans don't go the way we think they should. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've seen that happen. So and I, and I've seen people respond in a positive way to that. Yes. So, so I'm excited. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been the weirdest week. You know, when when your kids are out of school and you don't have church, it I. Do not know what day of the week it is. Right. I don't know what's going on, um, but I'm slowly kind of getting back into normalcy, like I know many of you are as well. Yes, so. I'm very. I mean, obviously recording this on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm super excited about your porch. kids being back in school. Yes, but no, <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm excited about porch kids and community group. Yeah, tonight. for sure, for sure. 
Um, yeah, I hope many Wednesday's our biggest night. Um, I hope that other groups will be able to meet as well. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be good. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Porch community, we love you guys, and uh, just pray that God's uh, continuing to bless you. We look forward to worshiping together this Sunday and um, serving this Saturday morning, uh, the 9th at uh, 8 a.m. We're going to meet on the campus. If you can come and be a part of that, we would love to see you uh, out here just to see everybody yeah. and, and pretty up the campus again. So look forward to that. Josh, thank you. Anything else? Um, if you are interested, we are going to have... Oh, yeah. Our, see? I'm, yeah. <laughs> Speaking our of interest letters. meeting for a mission trip to Central America mm-hmm. um, after both the 9 and the 10.30 service this Sunday. Yeah. Uh, it'll be in the couch room because I think that room is not used on Sunday mornings. Classroom 3 is Classroom official. 3. <laughs> it really should just be the couch. Like, I mean, Officially I know. call it the couch room. I know, I know. And then we don't have any couches in there like, <laughs> and like 100 years from now. Why are they calling it the couch room? That's because the church is going to be be here beyond <laughs> us, and things that we did will make sense to no one. Yep. But no, seriously, um, there we're going to be taking a trip to Central America on President's Weekend in February, mm-hmm. twenty twenty four. So um, if that interests you, uh, come to one of those meetings. Um, one of my good this friends. This is an adult trip. It, Fifteen and over. Yeah. So, uh, fifteen and over. So. Um, it's not just for adults. Mm-hmm. And so, but if you are 15 or 16 or 17, you have to come with a parent or guardian. Yes. So, but w- what I do like about that is, um, our high school students that have been doing mission trips for years and years mm-hmm. and years mm-hmm. can't, w- you will see them st- if, if, mm-hmm. if they go, you're going to see them step up and you see how sure. their passion for mission and hopefully lights a spark in our adults as much as mm-hmm. our students have. Agreed. And that's what I'm hoping happens in this trip is that our adults come back on fire for missions as, as strong as our students mm-hmm. are. Um, so it'll be a, a lot of lot of good information. Um, sign up will officially open that day as well, this Sunday. So if you're interested, uh, nine after the 9 o'clock and after the 10.30 informational meeting in Classroom 3. So let's say 10 a.m. informational meeting in classroom three, mm-hmm. and then um, 11:45. Sure. Sure. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> um, come and hear about that. You'll see posts about that. So. Yep. Um, yeah, still serving others because I'll repeat Martin Luther's quote: "God doesn't need our good works, but our neighbor does." Yep. So, hey, we love you, porch community. We look forward to talking to you soon and seeing you this Saturday morning and Sunday in worship. See you, bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.